Hey, Jaden. Hi, Yasmin. All right, we are back, guys. Sorry about the technical difficulties from yesterday. It just wouldn't let us record, but today we are recording. We're recording episode two of Mom and Girl Podcast, and today we're talking about tips and tricks about our hair. Are we excited, Jaden? We are excited. Now, many of you know, well, a lot of you, but most of you know, if you're all very close to me, that I normally have my hair up either in a ponytail, a hat, which is my always my go-to style, or just have it down. Because normally my hair is very interesting to maintain because I don't know how to do it just quite yet, but I am learning. So now, if you see my hair now, it is half shaved and... It went out. <laughs> I can't hear you. That Jaden can attest to them. Always wear a hat on campus. I can attest to that. Yes. But it wasn't as bad as last time. Like last time, I wore less of a hat unless I was working out on campus. Then I would wear a hat. But in that, I I stopped wearing majority time wearing my hat on campus. So. Mhm. But I will say this, I will never put box braids in my hair ever again. Because now that I realize that either with box braids or weave, which are very great protective styles, don't get me wrong. But if they hurt your head, ask the stylist or whoever do them to stop and redo them. Because pain equals damages to your hair. I learned that the hard way. Mm-hmm. And it like took out my edges and I had like bald spots on my edges. I was like, I will never do that ever again. Yeah. Edges are just so temperamental on their own. I think that anything you do to them, they will. They just easily go. Yeah. And that's probably just because they have, they just go through so much strain just because they are on the edge of your hair. Yeah. You know, and if you wear ponytails, they get pulled back. If you wear a hat, they get pulled back. If you wear headbands, they get pulled mm-hmm. back. Yeah, they're just fragile. Very fragile. It should be like a, a shampoo or like a product that helps strengthens your edges no matter what you put them through. Mm, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I think my first tip will be definitely do like protein treatments or deep condition treatments or, you know, things like that just to make sure your hair is moisturized and also strengthened. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's that would be my first tip because you know if your hair gets too dry it's prone to breaking mm-hmm. off and you know if you already have a, a a weak strand of hair then you know you're even more prone to breakage so I definitely think that it's important to at least once a month do a good protein mm-hmm. treatment and a good deep conditioning of your hair to restore the moisture and to uh, strengthen Exactly. It. Another tip I can mm-hmm. say is like, don't like, you know, if you do put heat in your hair, don't do it like every single day. Do like once a week. And like, if you get tired of the heat, do like different braids. And like, give your hair like a break. I know like, and also like trim your hair, like trim your end, like trim like the dead ends on it. To make sure it's grown healthy and happy. Mm-hmm. And also look at different types of like food and like vegetables that help like promote like hair growth and stuff and then also 
look at different shampoos that are good for our hair that help our hair grow naturally and fuller. I know there's a lot of shampoos that advertise like good health for like our hair, but you can make sure you do your research mm-hmm. so you find the right type of shampoo. Yes, um, because I don't know if you were still talking because yeah. it cut out, but um, uh, definitely you want to you want to use products that are especially work better with your porosity of hair your type of hair of course and the porosity of your hair because if you have um if you have a contradicting porosity to the product you're using it can make your Mm -hmm. hair go flat um so it's important that you research how to take the porosity of your hair um which that's basically like you pull out a piece of your hair and you stick Mm -hmm. it in the water um and then if your hair floats, hold okay. on, I'm looking this up. <laughs> so if your hair floats, you have low porosity mm-hmm. hair. If your hair sinks slowly, you have normal porosity hair. And if it sinks completely, you have high porosity oh, hair. Okay. So I think that's something that, I mean, like, I didn't know anything about that, but I think that's definitely, it's something that, you know, is important when determining how to maintain and take care of your natural hair because uh, you know you have to use the correct products to make sure your hair is moisturized and strengthened and you know strong and shiny and looks good yeah and also like like like, no matter like what your hair type is whether it's curly straight full short or thin you should learn to like take the time and make sure we take care of our hair because, you know, some women have very thin hair or they don't have any hair at all. And then, you know, for us to do different types of style to our hair and, like, act like it's nothing, where it's like, oh, it, it don't worry, it'll grow back. And what if it doesn't? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Really? episode is going to happen well it's gonna be in two parts so i'll just do it that way <laughs> well this is part two of the hair tips and tricks and what i was saying before i got cut off with the recording like dealing with any type of hair especially our hair it just takes patience and like trial and error i think you were saying earlier with your hair especially it being curly that it took a lot of trial and error to figure out how to maintain your curl because you do like the whole you know big chop and it just took like trial and error to get it to it to where it is now basically you know yeah Yeah. um and like I'm 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 a big supporter of big chops I think that if you're trying to get your hair to you know go 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 curly or you know go natural then I definitely think the best thing you can do is just chop it all off Mm -hmm. instead of you know like trying to slowly grow out like any chemicals or any heat damage I think it's better to just chop it all off yeah it's just fu- it's just a fun thing I don't know it's just I don't know I- I've enjoyed having having my hair short I, I do want to grow my hair long again but it's, it it's, it's been a fun experience I think yeah I remember when I did the big chop of my hair back then I used to have dreadlocks and they were down to my shoulders freshman year of high school and then I saw this video on YouTube where you can like comb out your dreadlocks, but it took like a whole, like two, a two-day process because you could, like 
put conditioner in your hair and then comb it out. And then at that time, me and my grandma didn't have time for this. So we just like, just forget it. We'll just cut it all off. And it grew fast. But I think for me, when I did the big chop, I just looked like a boy. So I had to wear like big earrings and hats until I eventually grew difference. Oh, you're not a boy. You're a girl. I'm like, yeah, not a boy. You know? Yeah. I think the difference too, though, then, but then, like, it's like you were not, those were your formative years. Yeah. Right? So you didn't really look like a boy or a girl at that point in time, you know? So I think, I think if you did it now, it would be, it would be different. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I hope mm-hmm. that, you know, when people, like, either do a big chop. I know, like, okay, like, during, like, the whole, like, Black Panther, mo- like, when the movie came out. And Okoye, also known as um, Michonne from uh, The Walking Dead. She denied yes, you her. It's lovely. Like, her whole, like, haircut, like, it was all shaved and, like, cut. Like, that was the style that I, I think I want to try, but I'm not at that point yet to where I want to do a big chop yet or where I want to be, like, fully bald yet, you know? And I have that yeah. cut, which she mm-hmm. had in the movie. I mean, it looked nice on her, don't get me wrong, and I think I can pull out too, but I don't think I'm ready for that step just quite yet. Yeah. 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 It does take a while. Yeah. But I also think that, like, one, if you really want to do it, just jump the gun and do it because mm-hmm. you'll always make an excuse as for why you won't, don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But some people just really don't want to yeah. do it. So, I mean, that's cool. And I never thought I <coughs> ever would, but I just did it. I just got the idea in my head. It was like, I'm going yeah. for it. So. I think also, like, even like another tip for hair, I'm like, if you're going to dye it a color, especially blue, I need, like, I dyed my hair blue, and I should have done the treatments like I was supposed to, because if I did, my hair wouldn't have broken off as much as it did when I didn't do the treatments. So if you do dye your hair in intense color, like blue, I suggest you do the treatments, because I did not do that. But, like, for blonde, it doesn't require as much treatment, especially in my hair when I originally was, like like, a light honey blonde. It didn't require treatments as much as the blue hair did. And mm-hmm. I don't say all color is bad, but you have to figure out what color works, especially for, like, black women's hair. You have to figure out what color essentially works for your hair. It doesn't, like, break off your hair, you know? Not everyone have blue in yeah. their hair and be fine and not do your treatments. It's the people that, that definitely need the treatments in their hair. Yeah. Many people have told me, like, your hair is not black. It's brown, like, but it looks black. So how can you tell it's brown? Because to me, it looks black. But other people say it looks brown and light. So I can never really truly, like, tell a difference, you know? Yeah, I mean, basically, it's like, if you, if you put your hair in the sun, and it's not black, then it's not black. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, true black hair will be black. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be a tint of anything else. Like, it's going to be yeah. black. I think you see my hair. Like, to me, like from your personal preference, what do you think my hair look, color looks like? Black or brown? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, like, you, like, in the person in the mirror, like, both me and your hair both look black like because on my id it says like you know your hair is brown i'm like it's black yeah like my hair my hair is brown like i know my hair is brown yeah i i I could pull it down in front of my eye and see that's brown in the sunlight so i mean i know my hair is brown but like people who have true jet black hair like you can generally tell like it's 
it's black it really yeah, is black like of course yeah i think I, like so, another also like tip could be like it, it like truly like look at your hair and like like look at yourself in the mirror and like tell yourself like you use like a like a like a i guess a confident boost in the mirror like you you love your hair you love yourself you know you shouldn't let anyone else tell you how you should wear your hair because your hair is a part of you mm-hmm. and i think it's also part of our identity in the black community that our hair has been signified something that, that is truly not and truly wasn't really our own for a long time coming and now in the mm-hmm. 21st century people are standing up for their right for their hair i remember on the news there was this girl a little girl got banned from her school because she was like wearing her natural hair and her mom like sued the school because like it wasn't right you shouldn't discriminate my child because she wants used to wear her hair natural and not have her hair whatever the school deems fit of what her hair should be worn or what it should look like or how it should be styled right and i remember they also had like an uproar about a young black man who was wrestling and they literally stopped the match and forced him or someone was holding him down, or someone literally cut his hair in front of the whole crowd for him to continue with his wrestling match. And the mom was upset. Like, how dare you my child's dreadlocks no, without my permission? And you have no right to yeah. touch my son's hair. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah, because like, awful. when I started my dreadlocks, it was a process, like a whole process. And I was like, my hair didn't look like where I wanted to look like. But I'm like, this is the baby process. I got to get used to it. But like to have that, that that much work to grow out your dreadlocks and have it being cut in front of your eyes is like heartbreaking, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I can't imagine what that mom must have felt like dealt, you know, with like watching someone like touch her son's hair and cut it in front of her and him like not be able to do anything, you know? I yeah. would kill somebody. <laughs> But it's so different how they treat, like, men's hair versus, like, women's hair. Like, it's always, like, a double, like, stigma, like, a stamina towards it. And I don't think it's fair, you know? In what way? What way do you mean that there's a double like, standard between men For and men, if he has dreads, it's, like, associated with, like, gangs. But, like, if a female has it, then, like, it's just, like, a, like a Rasta or, like, free spirit or something like that, you know? I did not know that. I, I, I thought, you know, and any type of dreads, honestly, people look down on. They, you know, it's, it's, it's more, I think it's more of a stigma between black people having dreads and white people mm-hmm. having dreads than it is of women and, and men having dreads. True. I remember because I- they do associate dreads dirty and yeah. not clean and yeah. unkempt and. It's like the black people you see wearing dreads, they keep up with their dreads. Like, their dreads look good. Yeah. And people you see with dreads, they look yeah. crazy. Um, no I remember, like, seeing, like, two white people on our campuses, and they have dreads, and I'm just like, huh. That's a very interesting, like, it looks different when they have dreads versus when we have dreads. It just, it just looks, it looks different. Kind of used to seeing it's white because people they can't... with dreads. Yeah. And their hair te- texture is so different. Their hair can't withstand braids. Mm. It's not coarse enough for that. So it's not coarse enough to stay in a dreadlock. So they have to maintain it. And they don't maintain them. Yeah. They look crazy. They look like they have a rat's nest <laughs> on their head. That or a bird's nest. 
Yeah, and so, you know, black people, they maintain theirs and their hair is coarse enough to stay in the dread so it looks good. It doesn't look good. Yeah. You know. (laughs) It's really weird. I'm like, it's really weird how, like, when we do our hair a certain way, whether it be protective, like cornrows or any type of braid, and then a white person comes and does the same thing, and then they get credit for it. And I'm just like, no, no, no. It's our style first, our our trends, not yours. And I'm like, mm-hmm. they think they, they did it first. I'm like, no, let a black person do it and watch it help me whole different types of, types of controversy. Like when Zaya, when Zendaya was on, I think it was like a, during like a award ceremony, she had fake dreadlocks, they're called fake dreads. And the fashion police was getting on her about her dreads and then she shut them down. Like she literally shut them down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't talk to someone's hair about that and have no knowledge of it. You have no right to like, question it you know yeah I th- think yeah. it just, just like stems so. people like it's not being knowledgeable and just being ignorant and not knowing the whole facts before opening their mouth and commenting on something that they have no true knowledge about truly yeah yeah and like that reminded me of like a couple of years ago when Kim Kardashian wore uh cornrows yeah. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, that's so revolutionary. Like, oh my gosh, I want cornrows. I want to do that. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, um, excuse me, <laughs> we've been wearing cornrows for forever in a day. Like, stop. Yeah, exactly. And I think it also has to do with like a discussion on campus the first year we were there in our African American Women's Studies where our friend was like, her wife and asked her, could she braid her hair? Like how we style our hair. And our friend said, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's a good question. How, how do you respond to someone asking that question? Can you style my hair the way you style your hair? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how I would, would, would honestly respond to that, honestly. Because, like, I've been told, like, when by my, one of my friends, like, she wished she had my type of hair because she wants to have braids in her hair because her hair doesn't hold braids, you know? But I don't think mm-hmm. if... And I was in a situation where I'm in an interrelational relationship and I asked my, you know, my white friend asked me, can I, can she, can I braid her hair the way my hair is? And I'm just like, um, can I would say no? Cause I was like, what do you mean? You know? Yeah. I feel like I'd be like, I mean, I can try. Yeah. But like, like why, why do you want your hair like that? I mean, I guess, you know. I mean, I guess, like, the interest might stem from it, but, like, still. Why our hair? Why not your typical French braid or whatever fish braid or whatever you call it? Like, like their hairstyles, you know? Mm -hmm. I remember one time I was at the beach with my friend, and she asked me if she could, like, braid my hair. And I said, sure. And she put in, you know, the natural Mm -hmm. fishtail style. And it looked cute. It stayed in my hair, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it should. Mm -hmm. And I really, really did look pretty. And then I took it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess over the time as my hair has been styled and all these time rights, I thought nothing of it. You know, I thought it was like, you know, a cool hairstyle to have in class. And people are like, oh, your hair looks so pretty. But now as I get older, I realize those hairstyles came from like a point of like culture, heritage, and respect. Like these braids help like maintain her hair it was too hot you know or just like a different way to tell you like you know what side of the family you think from and what, what was your heritage or your ancestry if that makes sense 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I don't have anything else to say. I think also, like, also, I think in main culture, like, especially with, like, since we're talking about the Kardashians, Kim, since Kim has two daughters, and since North is the first old, like, the only girl she had so far before, before she had Chicago, and she wanted to learn how to do, you know, North's hair because she had no idea how to do it. And then she went to a black hairstyle stylist to show her how to braid her daughter's hair because she was like, I want to be a mom that's hands on with my kids, but also I want to know how to deal with her type of hair because North's hair is curly, but not coarse. It's like fine, but silky, you know? And I think she wanted to learn and understand. Yeah, I think that's a whole nother thing we can get yeah. into. But... <laughs> but that's for next, another episode. But also... That's for just never. never. But she, at least she she like did her research, like how to like braid her dog's hair. She really, truly wanted to know, you know? Like she wanted to be able to say like, you know, I can deal with my daughter's hair and it's a different type of hair, you know? Considering all the Kardashians who have like mm-hmm. mixed kids who... Well, all of them have mixed kids because they have a thing for black. Well, yeah. we're not going to talk are they, about that. All the hair types but, are going to uh, be different, you know? And <laughs> and and yeah. for them to like be, to do their research, to know how to style their hair is very important because not many parents who do have mixed yeah. racial kids don't know how to deal with like their hair. Like there was mm-hmm. a couple. It's true. That I watched, they're Korean and she married a black guy and their daughters are are black and Asian, but their hair is curly. And her daughters had asked her, can mom, can you flat on hair? But her mom had no clue because she's Korean. Korean have a very specific hairstyle. So she asked her sister-in-law, who is black and also owns salon in Korea, how can I style my daughter's hair the way that they want and not feel bad about it, you know? And her sister-in-law took time to show her how to deal with how to make their hair straight. They want your hair. What products to use? What brush to use? And their and their dogs are very happy because you know in Korea, they're slowly getting used to the idea of like, interrelation couples and the kids that are produced from these relationships and dealing with their hair type. You know. And to me, it shows mm-hmm. that she really cares about her daughters. That she wants to you know thoroughly how to to do their hair because. As a mom, I think you would feel bad and you can't do your child's hair and do the thing that, that they want you to style the hair for, you know? I think that mm-hmm. that structure like, like any mom. Like with Serena Williams, she has a well, she has a mixed baby and her baby's really cute. But it's, but she knows how to like, you know, do hair. She's a you know, a black woman. She's been her mom probably did both her and sister's hair when they were both very young but now that she's a daughter of her own she has to deal with the whole you know her daughter having a different hair type because she's her genes are mixed you know with hers and her husband's same thing with like uh tia's daughter you know that each of the hair types are not going to be the same as theirs are when they were growing up you know mm-hmm. i think it just stems from like just learning and just doing your research from this, like, as we talked about in this episode, for tips and tricks, just do your research, like, and figure out what works best for your hair. Yeah, that's that's all that it boils down to is just, you know, take care of your hair as you learn to take care of it and just think it's beautiful in all of its stages because it's never going to be, you know, exactly what you want it exactly. to be. But... Well, but it can be, you can still look beautiful in all of it. Exactly. And I think that, that just like stems down to it. And I think overall, 
you just have to be knowledgeable and just do your part because eventually at some point someone can only teach you so much and then they let go of the reins and then you have to learn like mm-hmm. by yourself eventually you know yeah yeah because everybody has a different texture mm-hmm. texture you have to do what's best for yours and your hair is going to look different than you know every other person's hair that you look because it's not the yeah. same hair and you know and even you know even in one head of hair you can have multiple different textured hairs because I know in my hair I have you know a nicer curl pattern in mm-hmm. the back of my head and then as I as it goes forward to the front of my head it gets coarser and it gets drier and yeah. it gets frizzier so the type of hair that I have in the back it responds pr- very well to the products I use but the top the type of hair that I have like in the top mm-hmm. front of my hair it it needs something different so right now I'm trying to find or figure out how I can better suit my hair in the back and in the front because you know my hair in the front is yeah. very very frizzy so um, you know it's, you just gotta figure out even within your own head of hair how to specifically take yeah and also I think exactly I think my hair besides like my grandma's very old school so we always use like the hair grease because then you use the hair grease for my hair you said it's not nice and then also like but mine I just need like moisturizer either with hair grease or like oil and also when I like flat iron my hair I can't just use any type of flat iron I have to either use like a ceramic or like an iron one. And also, since my hair is very thick and coarse, I had to put it on the highest setting possible just for it to go through. Because if I put it on low setting, it may go through, but it won't look the way that it should look if it was if the temperature on the flat iron was put on a much like higher setting to make it come out the whole result of it mm-hmm. looking like silky and smooth, which I understand because my hair is so thick. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something, actually, now that you're saying that, that's probably one of the reasons why my hair, you know, got got so heat damaged because my mother used mm-hmm. to do my hair, and she would do it on a high, high setting because she has yeah. thicker hair. She has very thick hair, and I don't, and so that's probably, and also I always thought when I was doing my own hair that I needed to have it at yeah. a high setting, but it really wasn't. I didn't need to have it on a high setting for my hair texture, my hair type, and my hair yeah. thickness. And also, when you're styling with heat, also use like a heat protection product to protect your hair from getting, you know, heat damage and stuff. Because I think in the past, when we had like went back when like when our parents used like the hot combs, they weren't thinking of oh, I should like protect you know my child's hair with a heat product because back then we didn't know. You know that these products exist for those type of for those type of styling. And flat iron, whatever it's going to do, you have to use a heat protection spray or or an oil, whatever product you have to protect your hair, so that way it doesn't get like heat damage. You know. Yeah. But that's also part of like you know learning the tricks and the tips for it. So you know they're all going to be trial and error and something, and eventually on the way, <laughs> once you find that routine. They'll use that routine to keep, like, helping your hair keep growing, growing better and fuller in the way that you want your hair goals to be. So I follow a lot of people on Instagram that are, like, are all, like, team natural. And, like, when she had finally flat her hair for years, because she's always been natural. She had, like, a good curl pattern like you do. 
And when she cut her mm-hmm. hair, her hair literally came to like below like her her chest. So that's mm-hmm. how long she's grown it to be natural. When she did when she did flat iron, it looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm excited to see how long I can get my hair to grow, but I definitely don't think that I'll ever. Maybe I'm just. Girl. Yeah, it's super but I interesting to see how long it's grown if you just stretch it out. Cause shrinkage, shrinkage is real. Some people, yeah, have major. Well, well, it did good. We end this. Yeah, it was doing good. I kept on tapping the screen and ending. But as you were saying, shrinkage. The second part was like twenty-one. So this yeah. is a great part. So I'm doing. So let's talk about shrinkage, and then we'll end it here. And then hopefully next Friday it won't do this to us. Hopefully. Oh yeah, you were talking about shrinkage. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was just saying that it's it's pretty amazing to see. Like a lot of people think, oh, black people have like short hair. Like her hair is just short, but it's like really no, it's not. Yeah. It's called shrinkage. You know. Yeah. Like. If she pulls that out, it's gonna be long, and you're gonna be shook. So you know, it's 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 shrinkage. Yeah, <laughs> like for sure. Like I think every time like I blow out my hair, like I'd be surprised like how long it gets. And no matter like who does it, I'm always surprised by like the shrinkage and everything else. And I'm just like, and when I style it, I'm like, my hair is really long. Mm-hmm. And also like also like like research up like what good like vitamins and like food like food wise like whatever you're eating and drinking mm-hmm. also helps with like hair growth because like you drink a lot of water that helps with your hair also like for me I think personally I've noticed like spinach or any greens help my hair grow like really fast mm-hmm. I think that also has to do with like my diet as well because I eat, eat a lot like salmon fish, broccoli, and that really helps like grow out my hair a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think it just depends on, the, depends on the person in general, you know? Uh, what oh, yeah. Well for their hair and what they put in their body helps like grow out their hair in a sense, you know? Yep, it does. It's, it's all an individual thing and it's all a learning curve as anything is. So, you know, I don't give up. If you're trying to go on the natural hair journey or even just, you know, a hair journey in general, okay, you know, sorry. don't give up. Yeah, exactly. You'll you'll figure it out, mm. you know. And then also any type of journey, you know. Yeah, any type of hair journey, because like whether you keep it shaved and bald, that that's fine. You know, it's easy to maintain. Whether your hair is curly, don't give up. You'll find the current recipe to deal with your curly hair or if you have coarse hair like mine figure out you're gonna keep it like the two strand twist or however you want to do it whether it's flat iron or not just keep up your journey and it will all work out in the end you know mm-hmm. yeah well this has been a interesting three-part recording of episode two for tips and tricks hopefully for next time episode but we have to discuss like next time are we talking about more like pop culture since you are delving more into the pop culture scene do you want to deal more in the, the pop culture essence of that episode or uh, what like, do you mean pop culture like how black women are portrayed in like media uh, movies art things like that 
Okay, well, that will be our next episode for next Friday at 5. Hopefully, everyone will keep out and keep a lookout for that. And we are sorry for the way this episode split up because the rec- I don't know. I think it's the connections. I'm not sure either in my house or wherever it's my connection, but I promise y'all, hopefully, it will not cut out like this. So that's up to like three parts. But I will fix this hopefully. And the next time we join, we will be talking about pop culture and black women in pop culture, like in media, TV shows, and um, other aspects of in the social media field. But thank you for tuning in to Melanin Girl Podcast. My name is Yasmeen. And my name is Jaden. And hope y'all enjoy our podcast today. And we'll see y'all next real soon on next Friday at 5 o'clock. So for now, we are signing off and have a blessed day. Bye. Bye, everyone.